Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to A Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And in this episode, you'll be hearing from Mark Adams, who is my former professor and mentor. I've known him for at least 11 years now. He has helped me throughout my entire professional life and personal life to some extent. And he's going to discuss his life, um, how he became a musician. But the meat of this episode is going to be about mentorship. He discusses uh, the value of a mentorship, the dynamics between mentee and mentor. And also he spends time discussing how one finds their voice in their craft. He comes at this all from a music perspective, but is very applicable to any uh, profession that one has. And also you're going to get a lot of uh, knowledge and insight how he helped me throughout my life. And also he discusses struggles that he overcame. And yeah, I just think it's going to be great for people to hear someone that has reached a level of mastery in their craft and passion also in what they do and how that how he's helped others do the same in their life. Hope you enjoy. This is In Living Color, Abroad. In living color abroad. It is my pleasure. Sounds so weird me saying that to my former professor and mentor to be on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yo, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm extremely proud of you doing this. So I, I think it's very original and I think it's very innovative. And um, it's just something that, that I feel people all over would want to hear. And sometimes they can experience and live through each person that you interview um, secondhand. Mm. I think it's, it's a pretty cool thing. I appreciate that very much. So let's get right to it, Mark. Uh, I can call you Mark now, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I'm a professor of music, and, I, and I'm a professional, well, I'm an artist. I'm a solo artist as well. Professional musician. Played with loads of different people over the years. And um, and I'm an educator. And I'm passionate about all of them. And they both keep my balance. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a lot. A lot about that um, today. And also, as I was telling my listeners from my last episode, obviously, like my professional life through your lens kind of thing because you are obviously a big impact on the things that i've done uh so far in my in my life so let's get right to the part of what got you into music like how did that start what got me into music is i i I first wanted to be a veterinarian and that's something (laughs) for everybody to want to hear even though it sounds funny as hell (laughs) but it's true and 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 that's what you never know what your life path um path will ultimately be and and it and it can evolve with your growth mm-hmm. everyone has their own personal growth um educationally and otherwise and when that growth um kicks in um you evolve so I wanted to be a veterinarian. Realized I didn't really want to deal with animals like that. And um, my father, to make a long story short, told me I need to rethink this. Mm. And I did. And I had already been playing piano, taking lessons since I was seven. And um, I just decided to... um, I still didn't want to try it. It's just my, my music teacher was a huge influence on me and saw something in, in me. And he wouldn't even let me play piano in the band. He made me play um, the, the, the um, glockenspiel. Oh, wow. So, I didn't know that. And, <laughs> and I, didn't, I didn't like that. But it's just like the piano. So I understood it and understood how to play it. So I um, continued to play it. And one thing that uh, Mark has not mentioned is the fact that he's an international uh, renowned musician, travels, tours. It, like, his, honestly, his life, 
and I'm not talking to my listeners right now. Whenever I talk to like my colleagues and like your students at that time, right? Like my peers are like, wow, he's a professor, but he's also gigs all over the world. Like it seems like the perfect life. Like you said, like a balance, right? Of like you're getting uh, both sides of you know of you fulfilled. So talk about that. How you're able to balance that of being a professor and then also being a musician that tours? Well, being a professor is a certain balance. It keeps me grounded. Being a, a um, professional musician and artist and travels, everything is catered to you. Um, I can ask for anything I want and get it. Anything. So, um, and, and everyone caters to you. It's a whole different thing. You, you, you have VIP treatment around the clock. Um, that's not being grounded. And um, that's not what I'm about because I don't define myself by my profession. Mm. Um, I, profi- I, I define myself by what I'm able to contribute. Mm. And so let's talk about like, that, that that contribution because obviously you mentored me, right? And I want to really focus on that part of like the mentorship. So who was your mentor growing up? Like who, who were uh, role models in your life? Um, my dad and and I would say Ron Carter, who was my teacher when I was in school getting my bachelor's. And for and those that don't know, please uh, educate them okay, who, who Ron Carter Ron is. Ron Carter played with Miles Davis. He played, he's he's the most recorded bass player in the world. Um, he's played with everyone. And the, one of the best and most profound um, upright basses that you would ever see. Mm. So, he, he, um, I was in his class, and he taught me and um, guided me throughout as to um, how to be a good musician and and how to be professional. And what are some things that he told you that still stay with you to this day? Like some lessons that he might have taught you? Uh, I, I would say the... Um, Dealing with details, he, he he always told me to be on time. He said, time is not money, time is time. So he, <laughs> he didn't do that equation, but he still made it important. And when you say time is time, what does that mean? It's like, you know, you, you try to figure that out. Yeah. You know, he's like, what, 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 do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> time is time. So what is time? Like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's, he, but, but that's how he is. And that those are some of the things he taught me. And, and always respect the stage at all times. It's one thing he directly told me. So I learned a lot from, from him in my early years when I was in school because I was in school and working and doing gigs. Got it. Um, getting my feet wet, as you say, because um, the one thing is um, you can't be afraid to try. You can't be afraid to fail. Mm. So you have to go for it. And if you do fail, you're not going to feel badly because you tried. So it's never going to be a bad fail. And and um, if, if you didn't hit the mark that you wanted to hit, then then you try again. But you will have learned. And the, 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 that's probably one of the biggest keys is to have learned, to learn. And when did you realize in your career, in your life, that you know what, I could be a mentor now? To be honest... And this is the truth. That happened when I was dealing with you and Richard. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Wow, this is breaking news. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah, well, you were the first two. I mean, I, I've taught students and taught students that were on the path of a certain thing, and I, I helped them get to that place but with you two guys 
Richard didn't even play an instrument and was not interested in playing music. <laughs> but he was he he just took a liking to music and wanted to learn it. And he took some of the hardest classes with me, barely passing because it was hard. Yeah. It was, but I, I didn't and he wasn't a music major, so uh, mm -hmm. I was like, um, and and it said something different to me. It made me say. Wow, this guy just wants to be around me. He wants to be around this. He wants to be somehow I'm connecting with him. And um, because I mentored him, he was in the mentoring program. I'm one of the mentors. Mm -hmm. And then you, not being a music major at first, mm -hmm. not sure what you wanted to do, <laughs> almost showed you cared, you showed a talent. And then you just showed an indifference. For <laughs> like all the receipts, oh. <laughs> yeah, you did. You showed you yeah. showed an indifference, and in, in terms of like, I'll just see where this goes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so let me let, let let's before you continue because that's that's a good part to stop right there. Uh, for those that don't know, like I for when I went to college, I originally I really was into sports. I, I still am, and I was into writing. So I'm like, oh, I could be like a sports like a sports anchor or like a sports journalist. Like I was into that kind of stuff, and that's what I originally wanted to do. And then you know I took like one of those elective courses or whatever. And I took music, like music theory, like the the first kind of music theory, and I thought that I knew a lot of it, right? Because I took I took a little bit of piano and in, in, in high school I already played a little bit of guitar. So then I was, I'm like, oh, this is this is a piece of cake, and I, I saw you, and I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. He's kind of crazy though, but he's loud. <laughs> he's kind of crazy, but you know, he's he's got something something to him, you know. And I took your classes, and then on the final, like I was doing great. Like I remember this, and I tell a story to everybody that I know because it tells you like don't take shit for granted. Um, I was doing really well in your classes on like until the final exam. I was like a basic and A student in your class, and the final exam came. And then I got my exam back, and it was a C. And I was like, and I said, wait, this can't be, like, what? And it was in that moment that was pivotal, right? And I think you said, you we speak about this a lot, is that I could have just said, all right, Mark Adams is kind of a douche. <laughs> you know, Mark Adams is kind of, you know, Mark Adams is not, is, you know, whatever. He's kind of mean anyways. Who cares about music? You know, uh, let me just take my C plus and go on my happy go away. But for some reason, I was not happy with that C that I got. And I went to ask you. I, you remember this? I went to your office. And I'm yeah. like, tell me about it. So go ahead. Take it from that moment where we had that discussion. Um, you, you said, um, what happened? <laughs> and I said, let me show you your test. And then let's talk about it. Yeah. And then now you take it. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, Oh, that's what it was. Exactly. I saw my final grade. And then you so and then the exam, and then I'm like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. And then you show me all the careless mistakes. I, I didn't even realize the mistakes that I made when you were circling in your red ink. You love to do everything in red ink. When I was showing all these mistakes on all these notes, I'm like, wait a minute, where's the mistake here? And then I was with you, and you're like, here's the careless mistake. Here's another careless mistake. And I was like, oh my. And you said the careless mistakes they add up. They, <laughs> they add up and he's like this is what you gotta see and I was and I was kind of floored by that and and it was your attitude though that kind of made me want to take I took the class again and it, it I was like I'm like I can't this this can't be how I finish this like it can't be just, it can't be I'm gonna get a C again like I need to do I, I think I took the next music theory class I'm like you I'm, did, get, I'm getting, did. yeah, I'm getting and an you A. Aced, and you aced every letter, and those were harder than the class. You could, you should have gotten an A in that first level. That was yeah. the funny thing. <laughs> but um, I don't, um, even though you were my favorite, I didn't show it, and I <laughs> never do because it's never about that. As a professor, you know, I have to, um, I can't because it's not. It wouldn't be fair to you. Because then you'll go out thinking that that's the norm, and mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah. And and the reason why, I'm sure I told you this, and for our listeners that out there, the, the reason why I took that class again is because for the first time in a long time, like I've had good teachers along the way, don't get me wrong, 
But the first time in and and the first time in my life, I saw someone that was so passionate about what they were doing, and that I was like, wait a minute, why is he so enamored with this? Like, <laughs> like he like no like you, it's like he really likes doing this. Like th- that dynamic between teacher and student, you really loved. And I can see that. And I think other people sense that as well. Even though everyone thought you were crazy out of your mind, but everyone could... <laughs> <laughs> they, really, they, really, <laughs> they really thought I was kind of nuts. Yeah, you were kind of nuts. And, and, <laughs> and they really thought that. But but they also respected you because you 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 showed that you actually cared. And there was a difference. It's, it's a difference between, okay, this guy's kind of it's kind of goofy, kind of nuts, kind of loud in your face. <laughs> But you backed it up because, like, you know what? I'm doing this because I actually care about you. And that came through. A lot of times, you know, teachers or, you know, coaches, right, in all kinds of different ways of life, parents, they think by screaming at you that they're showing, you know, this shows that I care. But the way you did it, it wasn't even a scream. It was more like I'm just going to get in your face. Like, I'm not going to let you go lower than your le- the level that I know you can reach. And that's what I felt from you personally. It was like, wait. This guy believes in me for whatever what for whatever reason. <laughs> he thinks I can do better than what I'm doing. And then you instill that belief in myself. And I'm like, you know what? I could actually do better than, than what I was doing. Like you said, I ended up doing really well in all the music theory uh, classes. Every last, I mean, better than a lot of students. Because you, you, you really worked at it. And you studied this stuff. And you've always been a good student. <laughs> Thank you. I try. I the the so we're gonna go to the other part of this, right? Because we're talking about like obviously okay. my life. So what was one big obstacle in your life, professionally or personally? Um, I didn't get accepted into music and art. When mm. going into high school, didn't get accepted to to um performing arts. Those two high schools, especially specialty music schools, didn't get accepted. And that hurt me so much. I didn't even want to play anymore. I was so discouraged. And um, I had to find, because none of us ever know how strong we really are until we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there are always moments in your life where you just hit a place and you say, no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, this ain't nothing. I, I, can, I can get past this. And you find a way to do so. It's not easy. No one, not too many people can can do it. And, and, and what got you through that moment? Um, pretty much the music, just practicing and just believing in myself, feeling like, yeah, I can, I can overcome this. So, so t- tell us about that, right? Because again, you you you've succeeded. You have a lot of su- success in your life, and you've obviously faced obstacles like everyone faces, right? And so what kind of like conversations do you need to have with yourself to say, you know what, I actually could do this. I actually do believe in myself. I know I'm going to do what I want to accomplish. What does that look like for you? I would practice, but I didn't care anymore. Mm. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't care. It didn't mean anything to me. And I played in the band. And when I was in the band, this guy made me play glockenspiel instead of piano. And I told him I played piano. And he wouldn't even give me a chance. And um, I didn't appreciate that. But um, one time one of the, the girls that was playing piano in the band was absent. He let me play. And I was able to show him and prove him. And then I was in his head from that point on. He still never let me go back and play because she wasn't absent anymore. <laughs> I wasn't going to take her Gotcha. But the next time I had it, I, um, but then they graduated a year later. Um, and, but that was my focus. That became my new thing. I was like, yo, I'm going to play piano in this band. I'm going to play piano. And I got to the point where I got good enough and I was there. They graduated and he put me right in. And, and how did that feel? Do you feel like you kind of like you made it? You arrived in that moment? Well, you know, in that point of your life? No, because the one thing about arrive, we have to kind of understand that word. That that's 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 the end. I, I just kind of put put um, 
got to another level. I look at everything as just levels, and we get those all throughout our life until we are checking out of here. We, we just go from different levels and different experiences, raise our character level to a certain extent, and every everything that happens to us, musically or otherwise, takes us to another character level. And character level, when you're playing music, the music follows that. Yeah. And so let's speaking about levels, obviously, um, I'm thinking about like my own journey with you. Um, you know, we, I took that class, you know, I did okay. And then I, I aced the music theory. But then the biggest part for me that was difficult, as you know, was the performance aspect. Uh, for those that don't know, I started playing piano when I was 18 years old. I started what pe most people consider late in the game. And I was very intimidated <laughs> by all my peers because they were just so much better than me. And there's a very pivotal moment in my life, I would say in my life, and I, I, I literally spoke to Mark about this last week before we decided to do this podcast. Um, I was in Mark's class taking a jazz and improvisation class, right? Yes, it yes. Was jazz and improvisation. Jazz improvisation. So learning how to create things in the moment within jazz. And uh, we had to play, I was a piano player, obviously. And I had to play what we call chord changes, so like just different chords on the piano. And I had a, a, basically I had to do the accompaniment of what was happening within the music. So all the piano players are going up one by one. Man, this is just practice. But I got so, so scared. <laughs> it was just a class. The stakes were high, but in my head, they were super high. And mind you, I practiced. So I, I knew that I could do it. But for whatever reason, I told myself, Angel, you can't do this. And I, and, I, and I literally psyched myself out. And I remember this as clear as day. I think Corey Morgan, shout out to Corey if you're listening. He was up there playing the changes. And I'm like, I can't do it like they're doing it. That was like my biggest hurdle. Like I can't do what they're doing. So because I can't do how they're doing it, I'm not going to be satisfied and no one's going to be satisfied. So in that moment when that was happening, I literally told myself, Angel, you got to get out of here. And I tell people, when I tell people the story... Like, I literally experienced what I consider a panic attack because I literally was getting claustrophobic. And I said, I got to get out of this room. And this is probably the funniest part of the story that me and you always reminisce about is the fact that I told, I picked up all my stuff and I was like trying to slyly leave the classroom. And you said, you stopped everything. Everyone stopped playing. You're like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. Then you said, with all your stuff. <laughs> And then, I'm like, and then I'm like, yeah, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And I left. You're like, okay. You didn't press it. Obviously, you told me you, you kind of knew what was happening in that moment, but you didn't press the issue. And I wanted to go home. Like, in that moment, Mark, I wanted to quit music right then and there. I told myself, Angel, what are you wow. doing? Like, Angel, like, what are you, what are you doing? What, what are you getting yourself into? You're in, you're in over your head, Angel. Like, get real. You're not going to be good at this. Get real, you know? And I wanted to go home. But part of me said, no, don't do that. Don't like, don't be a wuss. You know, don't go home. Talk to him. But mind you, this class was three hours long and I left within the first 30 minutes. So I literally just went to the lot. I literally just went to the library and just waited it out. I, and, and I literally was taking deep breaths. Like I was actually like my heart was pounding, Mark. Like it was out of my chest. I was like, Angel, relax, Angel. Take a deep breath. It was like that. It was bad, man. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like that was probably like a mini panic attack because I literally need to leave that space, be in a bigger space, and I had to calm myself down because I was so nervous and riled up. And uh, yeah, and then I waited it out. Three hours later, I wait by your room. And this is a moment that will be etched in my memory for as long as I live. Wow. Is I'm by your office. You come out the elevator because the, the music room was in the basement. First thing that comes out of your mouth. First thing I thought you were gonna say. I had a I had an idea of what you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna be like, Angel, what's going? What happened, man? I thought it was gonna be that tone. First thing, listeners, that comes out of Mark Adams' mouth is points to me across the hall, says, "Ha ha, you a quitter." And I was, and you said that, and I didn't know how to react. I was like. So I, my defense mechanism is always to laugh everything off when I don't know how to react. So I'm like, oh, did he just call me a quitter? Like in front of, in, in the hallway? Did I say that and keep walking? 
you you said you're a quitter and you were walking towards me as you said you pointed to me and then you said ha ha quitter are you a quitter those are your exact words and i was like oh my god this guy is literally going in on me right now he does not know the state of mind that i'm in <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what you said to me you asked me hey you're a quitter and then we you know i i am like let's talk you know we when then we're in your office and then you kind of had the conversation with me and i remember your dad you know, God rest his soul. He's there giving me, talking about stories about people that were nervous during, you know, his, obviously because he was a professional musician as well. And you gave me the, the sage advice that honestly, Mark, if it wasn't for this advice, I probably would not be doing music right now. I would, who knows what the hell that would be. You said, Angel, take a break from the performance classes. Don't take performance classes next semester. Take all theory, take all the things. I was a double major at that point. Right? I was doing ed education as well. You're like, just say, get that, do the theory, get that out the way. Take a break from, from performance right now. And I listened to you, and I did that. And then when I came back, but I still kept practicing, and that was the difference. I didn't feel the pressure anymore to practice for someone. I'm like, Angel, practice for yourself, man. Like, get better at your craft. And because you told me that, that's what changed. And then I came back. And, and I think I think one thing to cut you off. No, I'm go ahead. Sorry, yeah, yeah but, no, you're good. But the, the one thing that 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 I do remember saying to you is stop comparing yourself to other people. Oh yeah. Because the um one thing about the spirit of this music is you're playing your own DNA. You're playing from yourself. And no one can play like you, and you can't play like nobody else. And that's just a God-given fact that, that, that we cannot duplicate the moment, the spirit, the timing. You can you can transcribe a Charlie Parker solo, but you're not going to play it with the same inflection that he played it. So you can play the notes, mm -hmm. but if you can't understand the feeling behind the notes, then why are you doing that? You're not even being yourself right now. And I know I know a, a, a few people who never really found themselves, never tried to find themselves. They just always played like somebody else. And and it's fine, but that's the hardest thing to do. And that's what you ended up doing. You stopped caring and you had your own sound. And when you improvised, it was your own vibe. And then you just got stronger at it because you no longer tried to compare yourself to anybody else. And and just compared yourself to the person in the mirror. And that's how you have to do it. That's what got me through it. And, and when I was, when like I, going back to when I didn't get into, accepted into those schools, that crushed me. And to this day, you asked me a pointed question that I'd never really answered and still can't because no one ever asked me, how did I get out of that? Mm -hmm. I really don't know. I have to just admit that. I don't know. I don't know. And, but it goes back to you never realize how strong you are until you do. And and that was what happened with you. And you left it alone and you came back. You had confidence. Your vibe was different. You were no longer intimidated by me. You understood where I was coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you weren't. You, you didn't, I, didn't, I didn't face you at all. In fact, you were helping other people. Remember when... When we had that class and 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 um, Sam was about to, if he could have climbed through the practice room <laughs> and into the sub basement, he would have. He was so yeah, done yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Sam. Sam, wherever you are, Sam, bass player. He's good. He grew. Like and, and he said, we all grew. He said to and he said he he said to you, thank you. And yeah. and and me and him were always very fine mm -hmm. same with bio mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um everyone every because all of y'all are talented and and you have your talent and you just have to nurture it and then put it out in the space that um because we all have a space out here to do it yeah the, the sky is huge and, and and music is big so yeah we, we can we, we always will have a space and I think that's just so important to say, right? Like the part that, that I left out that you brought up was of the comparison part, right? Because obviously, it doesn't matter what you're doing in your life. The moment comparison is a thief of joy is a is a thief of joy, as they say. And that's what I was doing. I wasn't enjoying what I was doing because I kept comparing myself to others. 
and not just being me or trying to find my right. voice, as you would say, right? And you got to find your exactly. voice within the music or whatever it is you're doing in your life. You got to find your lane, find your voice where nobody could be yeah. you and you can't be no one else. And that's okay because that's the point of it, right? You being an individual, you being authentic. Right. So yeah. um, I learned that from you and that took a while. And it's still obviously, it's, it's, like you said, it's not, it's not a, a rival, it's a level, right? So I'm still finding those levels of my voice within within music, within all things that I do in my life, right? Uh, whatever venture that I take versus personally, uh, personally or professionally, and then that never is an arrival, right? It's more like, all right, how many more level layers can I discover about myself? Exactly, and then just keep moving. But I tell you, you you've you've done it because I just have to just put you way up because the one thing about you from the get go, you. you you always wanted to keep growing. You always wanted to keep learning. Always wanted to keep experiencing, experiencing different things. And um, and when you, um, I mean, you, you came to take private lessons with me over the summer because I was mm-hmm. teaching summer school. You came, and and um, that was just something we just did. You, and and I gave you lessons, and you practiced. And you learned it, everything I showed you, and and then you you ended up graduating, and then you got a great job, and you were fine. You were because you were a great teacher, and you learned enough to do what I do, and then don't do certain things I do, and say no, I can't approach things that's not me, and. I didn't even like that, so I'm gonna change that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you did, and you and you found your own groove within your teaching skills, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And everybody loved you, but that wasn't satisfying enough. And, <laughs> and and to take the to to go to another country and to go do a whole new challenge. And that's yeah. why that's why and that's why I think it's so important and that's what this episode is gonna is, is about mentorship, why I find it so valuable for any per, for every person out there, it doesn't matter what you're doing in your life, you need to have someone that you can look up to. Out and out and I would say this, I think it's great if you have like a mom or a dad or a brother you could look look up to, but I think it's even more critical. To have someone outside of the family, outside of that nuclear family, that you can actually yeah. go to at, at, at multiple moments in your life, where let's say you can't go to your mom, like, like you know what, mom's not gonna understand it, this, brother, my brother's not gonna exactly. understand exactly, and then and sometimes you're, you're not gonna listen to them anyway. Yeah. So that 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 always becomes a point. Like, um, in college, my mentor was Ron Carter. Anything Ron Carter said, I took in, and he he. He was rough on me because, you know, I play fast. I play up and down the <laughs> piano. And he said to me, um, take a solo only using half notes. And um, I said, okay. But every now and then I would go into playing a little more than that half note. And he would stop the band. Oh and gosh. he made a big deal and threw me on the spot about it and um and every time i played more than just a half note on my solo he he would stop and i hated him that moment (laughs) couldn't stand him but it it taught me because because music improvisation it's not about showing off. It's about speaking to people who are listening to you. And um, it's not about playing a bunch of notes. It's not about any of that. It's about playing yourself, playing authentically, like you said earlier. And um, you play the moment. And if you, if you did something the last night and and played a certain thing last night and you liked it and then you tried to play it the next night on the same song, um, if you force it in, then you didn't mean it. Yeah. That's like that's like talking to some because improvisation and just music period is is a conversation. So if you if you say something and you don't mean it, um, then um 
if if it's someone who knows you well, they're gonna say, "Well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Why'd you say that?" And and that is music because yeah. you can play something and and someone can feel it and say, "Oh man, that was awesome," or somebody can be confused and say, "What was that? What were you trying to do?" Yeah, and that's like, "What were you trying to say?" I didn't get it, and I didn't like it. <laughs> now, now I figured that out. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's, it's, it's interesting. Growth is amazing, and that's why I love it. I love performing, and I love teaching. And I, th- I think there's so much to be said about that, right? Like you said, growth. Like to to love growth means that you love to not do things well and then get better. <laughs> well, practice never sounds good. Yeah. You sound great when you practice, you're not practicing. Right? You're ego tripping. So, yeah. That, you're, you're, when you practice, you're working out things. You're being you're being detailed about something. And 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 you're you're trying to execute something. And which takes repetition, it takes a bunch of wrong notes, it takes a bunch of mistakes takes a whole bunch of things that take place that is true practice because when however long you you were there and if someone was listening to you if you had a neighbor listening by the end of that evening when you got off the piano and decided to do whatever else you're going to do um you sounded pretty damn good you're like oh i got it (laughs) and they watch that development and you see it because you're doing it you're in there so, so um, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, it really is, and I, and I think again, just to go back to the whole me- me- mentorship thing, um, like I think about this sometimes every now and then when it, when I when I feel like I'm doubting myself, right? I'm like, wait a minute, if someone like Mark Adams saw something in me, this this renowned uh, pianist, music professional musician, toured with so many different people, if he sees something in me musically, in me as a person. Then I gotta see that in myself as well, and I think the that that's why it was such a turning moment for me, in my I was in my career personally and professionally, is when I had my senior recital, right, and to me that was, like that that was me affirming to you of what you taught me, and like that whole like I, sometimes I, I I go back to look at it not to to see, cause I know what I was, you know like I I knew where I came from musically. And where I was at that moment as well. And like everything just came to fruition in that moment. And I felt so proud of myself. And there's something to be said about... You, you, you should. When you come... When, when Here was more, my most proud moment. And you had already graduated and came and was a part of the scholarship thing mm. I did. Oh, yeah. That's right. I remember that. With a music scholarship. And I asked you to come play. And not only even before that, um, maybe a year before yeah, that. Yeah, I, I played twice for you. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you played on my piano recital. Yeah, I played Misty. Yeah, I played and Misty. you came in and and my students, you know, my students are just learning. And when they hear someone who has gone through the process and, and then they hear that final result and I'm able to explain to them, he was just like y'all. Yeah. <laughs> at, at one point. And yeah. look where he's at now. Look how yeah. he sounds. Look at the confidence he has. Listen to how strong he plays the piano. Listen to the tone he makes when he hits the piano. Listen to the confidence he exudes. So so um, they get it. It's a learning moment right then and there. Yeah. And, um, and, and then it says... Um, when 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 you show that and showcase something like that, it says to the students, "Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can mm-hmm. be that." Mm-hmm. And that and that's why I, and and like you just said the whole podcast thing. Like this is why, like also I'm so like fond about this whole like living abroad thing and like being a person of color is because if I can do this, if I can go from not knowing anything about music at 18 years old and then getting to where I'm at now, there's no reason that anybody can't also do the same thing. So, yeah. so as, as and but as long this is what I say as long as you have that perseverance right that perseverance 
of, you know, you're going to be moments where you want to quit. And I had those moments, and I'm sure you had, it's like you were just made about in your life, you had those moments as well. Yeah. Over like, this thing sucks. Like, why even bother? Like, your heart's not even in it anymore. And then you can bounce back from that. But then it's even better when you have that 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 support, the support from someone that, that wants to understand you and you know you can go to. And you were that person yeah. for me. And I know you, you've been that person for many people. And to see that, I think, like you said, like you just mentioned your most proudest moment for me. But I think you could obviously give yourself a pat on the back for being someone that is understanding. For someone that, that tries to see the person from where they're coming from. And not, because again, you know what's, like, you know what, what's professional, what's not. Because you're there already. But you meet, right. you, you meet the students where they're at. And that's another thing about just teaching in general is being your students where you're at, not where you think yeah. they should be. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. You, and, you can deal with them where they're at and make them perfect where they're at. Mm-hmm. And then once they perfect where they're at, then you move to another phase, another level, as I say. And, 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 and then you, you, you start things on that level and you keep doing it it's a process i'm still learning yeah someone just showed me something crazy uh, about two months ago (laughs) on piano man how'd you do that what was that and he showed me and after i learned it i didn't like it anymore (laughs) i said i don't don't even like this man it if, was cool. Maybe that's your you thing. You yeah, know? yeah, that, That's yeah, what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. You learn concepts from people, but you don't try to learn them and, oh, and do them. And and I think that's why, like, with me starting this podcast, me moving abroad and me doing anything musically, I, I want to get to a level where I'm like, where I can inspire people. Like, just this mo- just, just today, I had a kid write me a letter that's just saying, you're cool. <laughs> and that was wow. it and that was it for no reason it's like hey Mr. Rodriguez I'm like what's this like just a letter and it says you're cool and it was like a picture of a bird but I'm like I'm like this is awesome exactly this is awesome though for whatever reason this kid felt the need to let me know that I'm cool and those are the moments that I, I might take for granted I'm like you know what that's amazing that a kid because you know at the end of the day kids they're the most authentic <laughs> they say what they mean and how they feel all the time when adults struggle yeah. to do that so i'm like man this is really real that a kid can come up to me and spill that out you know and i in the same way i feel that with you and why i don't take i try not to in my in this part of i feel my life and where i'm going not take any of the of these things for granted like the relationship i have with you now like i cherish that you, you've been i've talked to you about all anything that's happened in my life you've known about and that's been important because I value input. And it doesn't have to be about music. It could be about anything. Yeah. And, and it goes yeah. to the fact that you that you have that you that you reach people where they're at. And that's the thing, right? I think people I want people to take away from this. Reach people where they're at. Forget about the student teacher, the, the two teacher student dynamic. When you're conversing with anybody, if you if you're trying to help somebody out, you're trying to get to know someone, you're trying to respect someone and just hear somebody out, meet them where they're at. And then have yep. that conversation. And that's why I love doing this podcast, because I'm able I never thought in my wildest dreams that I could that you would be on my podcast <laughs> and that I'll be able to speak to you in a way where I'm like, you're still my mentor, but we we can re- now I, I've because I passed X amount of levels, we can understand each other on a certain wavelength that I was never able to understand you before because I wasn't there yet. And that's not and first of all, for those listening, don't get it twisted. I'm nowhere near Mark Adams level when it comes to a lot of things. You you're on the same level that I'm on educationally in terms of being a good teacher and um, the only thing I have on you at this point is experience and um, and being an amazing pianist (laughs) well well, that comes from experience and being out there longer (laughs) being older than you so but at the end of the day you're going to constantly learn because I learned from you I learned from different students who Ask questions, and you always ask questions. You, you man, and and I encouraged it. You know, some professors they don't like students to ask a bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. get kind of mad about it. Yeah. They don't like it, yeah. and um, because they think they're messing with them. And um, that's usually not the case. And even if it is the case, I'm going to answer a question because I'm patient. I'm, I, I have that personality, so 
I will say the same thing five different ways. I know how to do that until you get it and understand that if your question is for real, um, you should get it by now. If you still don't get it and you ask me another question at this point, then now you're messing with me. Now I'm going to be an asshole. Now I'm going to be weird. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I go there. Yeah. But but that doesn't usually happen. Students, that they, they, they ask questions, you answer them. And, um, and I ask questions. And the thing is, we're all each other's teachers, students and um, teachers, because we... We the students will ask you something, make you think something totally different, and then make you change your whole approach to how you taught that particular subject mm-hmm. because of that one question. Mm-hmm. And 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 you tweak your lesson plan and you change what you would how you once did it, and you try something new. And if that works, then now you're really cooking, and you might try something even different than that, or you live in that world. But um, we always evolve if we allow ourselves to. The only thing that keeps us from evolving um, within our, our self-growth as well as professional growth is feeling that we know it all, that we can't learn, and, 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 and arrogance. Mm. Those things, um, they halt you. That will, that, that's the fastest way to have a, a, a glass ceiling built around you so one one of the there's a lot of things that you said little phrases that that stay with me so you have a thing where certain times you're in situations and you literally say fuck it like <laughs> and i use yeah. that and i really have used that like i <laughs> I, I use that when i came to costa rica i use that in other situations i'm like angel fuck it just do it you know like what what are you again what are you so afraid of like whether you're gonna learn regardless, and I've got that from you. There were so many times you told me about things. I'm like, you know, fuck it, just gonna, just gonna do it, just gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what, what is? Yeah. How do you, how do you develop that mentality? How, how do you develop that? Basically, through four years, telling me to let my mind go. That it was the best thing he ever said to me, and the worst thing, because it made me do crazy stuff, made me just try anything. Mm. But he said, fuck it experience it all let your mind go stop letting your mind talk you out of things that could be good if your mind if you think about it then you're thinking about it for some reason do it follow up that thought and if and if that thought happens and then all of a sudden you get distracted and an hour later that thought ain't there, you can't even remember it, then then, then it wasn't real. Wasn't meant for you mm. to, to, to follow up with it. Mm. But if you still remember it and you're still thinking about it, then there, yeah, you absolutely have to, to go for it. That's why you're in Costa Rica now. Mm-hmm. You did that. You learned how to do that. If, if there was any other um, thing that that was that may have kept you or made you have to go a different route or made or just made the whole overall process complicated. You would have said fuck it, and like <laughs> I'm not going there. Yeah. You would have said it because it means that's not that's not meant to be. Yeah. But um, but but you can't be f- afraid if, if if there's a thing that's um, going on and and the spirit of it is strong and you want to experience it and you go through all the process of doing it nine out of ten times it's going to happen uh, like honestly just you saying that I'm thinking about all, and I'm sure you probably think about all the moments in my life where I made decisions for myself and I think we spoke about this but this is another thing that I've gotten from you as well is like, don't let life happen to you. You happen to life. You make proactive decisions in your your life, and therefore, yeah, there's no yeah. regrets when you do that. When you're like, I chose this yeah. for myself. I made this decision. Not life made the decision for you. And also, I got. I just came to me right now. This quote will always be the biggest quote that I might get tattooed to myself. <laughs> but this one is the game changer for me. If you don't do it now, you're going to be forced to do it later. Let me say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> if you don't do it now, 
you're going to be forced to do it later. My God, if I don't know how many times that has actually come to me in my actual life, it's, it's, I will be rich. There's so many times where I see, I've seen that come up in my life because I didn't do handle it when I could. I had to force to do it later. And you taught me that. Like, handle your business now. Don't fucking wait. Handle it now while you can. Because gonna, there's going to be a point where you don't want to and you got to. Right. Wow, Angel. Wow, you're taking me back. I, <laughs> you know, I say so much. <laughs> yeah, you do. You talk a lot like me. We have that in common. <laughs> wow, I didn't remember saying that. Yeah. Wow. That 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 one right there is the number one for but me. But it's something I did say. I know I said it because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I say it. I just didn't didn't think I'd say something like that to the class. I said that to everybody. I, um no, I think no, I think that was just to me. Honestly, that was to me. I think that was just to me. Okay. Out of many obviously one on one conversations, that was something you told me, and that definitely stuck with me, man. That was like, man. Man, 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 that one I was like, that is so true. If that's not true, I don't know what is. Like it, that, that, that one, and also there's another one that that like that you say when I tell you what I, I give you like, okay, here's a hypothetical. You're like, no, I don't like hypotheticals. No, give me hypotheticals. Why you don't like hypotheticals? What is it about hypotheticals that you don't like to deal with it? Because <laughs> it's not real. Angel. <laughs> it's a it's a figment of one's imagination. And um, I'm not a mind reader, and I'm not a wizard. <laughs> so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit up and think about and put my energy into to something that is like a what if, or like 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 your own brain thing that that you that's your brain thing. That ain't my brain thing. So why are you gonna make me deal with your brain thing when I don't want to do it? That's so true. I'm not gonna go there i'm not thinking about that so what you gonna make me think about it and then make me make a decision as to what i might do over this shit i'm not doing that <laughs> i'm not gonna do it that's just so yeah i don't i i went up that road with you about hypothetical you, you asked me a hypothetical question i'm sure i have i like hypotheticals <laughs> And that's that was your response. That was your response, and I, and I was like, "Oh shit!" What did you ask me? Can you ask me, or you just asked me? No, no, no. I, I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what the hypothetical was, but it must have been like, "Hey, here's here's hypothetical. What if?" And you stop me. You're like, "Stop right there. Fuck hypotheticals. What if what? What? <laughs> you're like, what if the sky falls down? What <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I said, what if the sun don't come out tomorrow? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, because that's what I say when people um, ask me um, why, why, why not? Yeah, yeah, about a hypothetical. I give them one for real, you know, like, <laughs> and, and let them think about it. What you gonna do if the sun don't come out tomorrow? Yeah, how, how you gonna react? You see, it's dark out here right now. So now, <laughs> if it's like that tomorrow morning, and like at twelve noon, it's still like that. Where's your brain? Now, what you gonna do? You don't want to think about that kind of shit. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You're right. So, you're so, right. So when you give somebody a hypothetical, they may not want to even think about it. They, they, it might be something that brings back a weird thing for them, or whatever it is. They, um, it, it, they don't. Some, sometimes they don't want to. It just depends. So when people ask me that, um, and and the thing is, it's funny. Maybe my father. Well, my mother got me out of that because I used to be hypothetical about everything when I was a kid. <laughs> but that was the last time I was hypothetical. I would ask my mother, "What if, what if the the house caught on fire?" And she said, "Well, we go such and such and mm-hmm. do this." And I said, "Well, what if the fire was there too?" <laughs> oh, okay, then, then we'll do do that. And yeah. I said, "What if the fire was there?" And they said, well, well, we'll go out the window. I said, and then I said, well, what if the fire was all by the windows also? And she said, well, then, Mark, we will die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what made me say, yeah, I'm too, I went too far. And that's all hypothetical <laughs> things. These are all hypotheticals. Yeah, that's true. All right, let, let's see if I remember this, because, you know, I remember a lot of things, obviously. 
And this is your favorite quote. Your fa- sorry. This Go is your, ahead. Your favorite. Aristotle. There we go. Exactly. Excellence is not an act, but a habit, right? Yep. Yep. That, why is that your favorite quote? What does it mean to you? What is the quote, uh, excellence is not an act, but a habit mean to me? Yeah. To me, what it means is consistency rules all. <laughs> Be, yeah, yeah, being does. consistent. That's, that's true. And and doing no matter what the task is, no matter how small, how big, we approach everything in the most excellent manner. And um and that that becomes a mindset. That's what makes it a habit. Hmm. As opposed to just you like playing piano, so that's the only thing you're gonna really focus on and be excellent at at trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then what about your class? Oh, well, no. But but you don't have that mindset. You you're excellent at all of that. But if you if you didn't take on that mindset and if you just wanted to be excellent at just one thing, then it's hard to multitask because something's gonna suffer. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna put a hundred percent of your energy into one thing and then this other thing you look at as less important so you're going to just do you just do whatever for that and that's not um making excellence a habit it's making it an act it means when you play piano yeah you're gonna to try to be excellent you know i mean it's like me if i'm playing piano i'm make ec- i'm gonna be excellent but then now i get in front of the classroom and i just give you a, a assignment and get and watch a movie and and say write about the movie after class and hand it to me. That's not being excellent, teacher. Mm-hmm. That's that's just getting by. With meaning that I, my excellence was an act. It was only an act with playing piano, but it wasn't a habit. Meaning, if I'm not at the piano, I'm not trying to be excellent. I'm not even trying to be. Mm. And um, on a final note, Mark, since obviously you're, you're my mentor and I'm blessed to have you as a mentor and someone I could talk to on, on any yeah. given day, um, what's one piece of advice you would give to anyone listening? So what, what sage advice do you have for anyone that, that feels like they're in a rut, like they're trying to find the path in life? Like what, what was the number one piece of advice you would give to somebody right now if it's the last thing you could say to them? Uh, I would say the more we increase the richness of that which is within us, the more we increase our happiness provided we increase in the same proportion the expression of that greater richness. And knowing that there are no limitations as to what we can do out here as long as we don't set any for ourselves and as long as we don't allow others to set any for us and as long as you always understand your own true reality and go from there, work from there, and knowing that that God is the source of our supply and that all of our needs are constantly being met. Because at the end of the day, it, it is a divine surplus. <laughs> oh man, Mark really just knows how to how to end the conversation. <laughs> He just is always spitting knowledge, man. And he just, he, I just love talking to him. I really do. And I hope, hopefully, that came across in, in that episode. Uh, that's the reason why he's my mentor. He's, he's very passionate about what he does. And he always has very interesting quotes. <laughs> he's, he's full of quotes, uh, full of sayings and phrases, but uh, it resonates with me. And hopefully, it resonated with you. And I'm glad that I have someone like that in my corner, you know, someone that I can speak to when it comes to professional or personal matters. He, and that's why the value of a mentor I find is so critical besides just anyone, you know, whether it be a mom, a dad, a brother, but having someone outside the family that you can go to and like maybe understand things a little bit better from a different perspective, you know, than others can. So that's why I, I'm really blessed to have someone like that um, in my corner helping me out. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And I think the one thing I take away from that is just how you ended it, right? I don't even want to say too much. Just, you know, know that what is meant for you will be meant for you and don't set limits on yourself, right? And don't allow others to do that. And he's definitely taught me that. And it's, I think it's a, it's a positive way of, of moving forward and, and doing the best uh, that you can in life. But yeah, hope you enjoyed. 
Um, I will speak to you next week. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please leave a review, subscribe, and tune in for more awesome episodes just like this. Take care. This is A Living Color Abroad. Peace.